Welcome to Option Plus Podcast, your source of knowledge for liberty, increasing your options, life hacking, privacy, and cryptocurrencies. In this episode, we will explore what is freedom. In order to increase our liberty, we need to know what it is and what actions we might take in order to get more of it. On a serious note, we don't know where you live. I don't know what local laws, accounting standards, and health regulations apply to you. Always consult with local professionals such as lawyers, accountants, tax consultants, and doctors in order to stay safe and out of jail. None of this podcast could be considered advice of any kind. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive in. Welcome to Option Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Juraj Bednar. And today I would like to talk to you about freedom, what it means, how to increase it, what properties it has, and so on. And uh, there are many definitions of freedom, some more and some less useful, and some of them have very different implications. Why does it matter? If we want to increase our freedom, we would like to probably know how to do it. What properties does freedom have? Does it thrive in volatility? Do we need to seek stability? Uh, What cost should we pay uh, in order to attain more freedom? And so on. If we define freedom properly, we can answer these questions and then we can change our actions in order to attain more freedom. We also talk about uh, what to do with decision fatigue, because if we have many options, uh, many, uh, many good options to choose from, then the problem is that uh, it becomes more difficult to decide what to actually do. So we'll start by definition of freedom uh, from an article by Paul Rosenberg, actually two definitions. So you can find a link to the article Um, on Freeman's perspective in the show notes. And uh, the first definition uh, is a little bit more complex. And uh, this is the quote. A condition in which a man's will regarding his own person and property is unopposed by any other will. This definition is negative in a sense that it says what others should not do to us. So it's a kind of a concept of negative rights. And uh, now let's get a little bit more practical. Uh, when we started Parallel Police, which is a free uh, non-profit organization where people should uh, seek more freedom, opt out from the system and so on, uh, we got a lot of people who... Uh, came from a job where where they were told what to do by their boss and so on. And we realized that when they came to this organization, they no longer had boss, so they felt free, uh, this negative right. And um, uh, it felt refreshing. But then they didn't know what to do. Uh, so this is a concept that... Uh, uh, strategic coach founder uh, Dan Sullivan calls freedom from and freedom to. So freedom from means that we are having, we we have options, we are being protected against uh, you must do something uh, or else, uh, but we are not necessarily exercising these options. So it feels good to not being coerced, not being told what to do. Um, But that's only a very weak form of freedom. Another kind is freedom to. Uh, Freedom to 
means exercising your options um, and having uh, full potential of upside of optionality. We will uh, talk about optionality a lot in this podcast, not only in this episode, but uh, uh, that means that if we have options, you have to figure out what to do and uh, uh, you need to make use of your freedom. So this ties into a concept of positive and negative rights. Uh, rights uh, are kind of overused in this uh, in this new world of uh, positive rights, um, free healthcare for everyone, right to education, and so on. Um, a positive right means I have a right for uh, right to free healthcare for example or free education means that it's someone else's responsibility to provide me with that right negative rights for example in the form of non-aggression principle just say what others should not do to me they uh, negative rights don't impose any responsibilities on others in except they should not do some things to me not to infringe my rights so i like negative rights more uh, because i don't like to be a burden on others on the other hand negative rights alone are just options that we uh, don't exercise so that's why i like the distinction of dan sullivan freedom from and freedom to more because freedom to actually shows what kind of options can we exercise and we can use the full potential of freedom uh, let's go back to pa paul rosenberg he also has a simpler definition of liberty we should be allowed to do whatever we want so long as we don't hurt others this is a beautiful definition of negative rights and liberty defined in this way when we want to optimize for freedom when we want to grow freedom grow our freedom like in a garden um, i like uh, a point of view of optionality meaning i like to think about what options do i have and when i should exercise them so optionality means having an option option means i may but i don't have to and that's uh, one of the ways to measure freedom so uh, the definition using negative rights is you either have freedom or you don't have freedom with optionality uh, you have many options you can decide where to go to school you can uh, you can say okay i don't want to go to school at all um, i can be homeschooled i can learn online i can go to a private school or to state school or whatever that is a concrete example of optionality so option has two parts one is um, the possibility and the second part is when you exercise the option options are very often not free 
that means I have to invest something to be free. Some options are quote-unquote public good, meaning they are free because someone else pays for for them. For example, uh, freedom of um, uh, healthcare, freedom of expression, and so on. So even though we did nothing to ensure we get this option, uh, we can just grab it out for free. But most options are not like this. Most options we have to um, invest our time, our energy or some money in order to uh, get this option and um, by proxy to increase our freedom. So having an option is freedom from. That means, uh, for example, uh, during this COVID pandemic, um, some people uh, had already an option um, of working from home. So working from home is an option. You need to attain it before you want to exercise it. So if you have a job that doesn't allow you to work from home, uh, for example, uh, you are working uh, at a counter in a grocery store or your boss doesn't allow you to work from home, you don't have this option. So for me, this option of working from home is uh, actually part of negotiation um, when you when you are finding a job. And uh, the best way to negotiate this option is to become an entrepreneur. But that's for another episode. But uh, in order to exercise this option, you need to get it first. You need to either negotiate with your boss or... Um, find yourself in a job or an or in a circumstance where you can work from home. Exercising an option is, uh, in Dan Sullivan's definition, freedom too. Meaning, when the COVID pandemic hit, I decided to work from home. It was before all the uh, government mandated precautions and so on. So um, I decided uh, now it's the time to exercise these options. Of course, I exercise it a lot before. Uh, but this is one example. Another example could be, uh, for example, when you, uh, when you have a solar panel, you have an option to manufacture your own electricity. You don't have to exercise this option. You can just buy the solar panel, uh, put it somewhere, uh, store it, uh, and uh, make sure it works, of course. Uh, but when there is a problem with electricity, that means that uh, there are uh, there are uh, problems in either uh, either uh, manufacturing the electricity, the electricity, or uh, in the distribution system, you can just take out the solar panel, charge the, the batteries and run uh, out of solar power, which is what I mostly do in my solar studio when I record uh, these podcasts and audiobooks and so on. So uh, solar panel, owning a solar, 
solar panel is having an option. It's freedom from being reliant on external supplier of electricity. If you want to exercise your options, you just turn it on, charge the, charge the batteries and start using it. Here you can see that uh, freedom does not relate only uh, to state. Uh, freedom defined as optionality is not only freedom from state mandated uh, coercion, but uh, it increases our options in uh, different ways. Uh, I would like to map all these ways on how to increase these options. So I created a project uh, that tries to collect all the ways where people lack optionality and they would like to increase it. Uh, you can find this project at optionplus.io slash map. And uh, I'm looking forward uh, uh, for your inputs. And uh, when you tell me about where in life you lack options, I will record uh, podcast episodes about how you can actually get these options. Uh, let's continue. Uh, opting out is another concept. Uh, opting out is an option to exit. So you can opt out from almost anything. And uh, really this surprised me because uh, in a parallel police and in my work, in my life, I, I'm always looking uh, for ways to opt out in order to opt into something better. And uh, people rarely believe that this is possible. And, and we will talk uh, in, the, in the following episodes about many surprising ways um, in which opting out is possible. Uh, I will give you an uh, extreme example. So people say that uh, uh, everything is optional but taxis and the debt. Uh, so many people know that taxis are actually optional. If you, uh, if you optimize your tax situation, um, move somewhere unless you're uh, in the US where it doesn't help that much. Uh, for US you have to renounce your citizenship but for any other country you can move to, uh, to a country uh, with better tax regime. Uh, you usually don't need to move your body, you can move your economic activities there. Uh, debt is another thing that uh, is not optional, but we are approaching something called uh, longevity escape velocity. Uh, that, is a, uh, that is a situation in which science add to average Science adds to average lifespan more um, than the time passed. So, for example, if in one year the scientific progress increases average lifespan by more than one year, that means that uh, dying will become optional. Of course, there are sudden deaths like when you get hit by a car, but um, Normal aging will slow down uh, and we are approaching this longevity escape velocity. So maybe in the future, death will also be optional. 
And one last extreme example. Uh, people say that you cannot escape the law of gravity uh, by which people uh, usually mean Earth's gravity and that is exactly what uh, people on the moon uh, experience that is exactly what uh, people who are in a orbit in Earth's orbit experience every day they enter microgravity they are in free fall and They do not feel Earth's gravity. And that is also what I experienced when I um, when I flew uh, on uh, something called the Vomit Comet, which is a parabolic flight. Uh, and uh, it's a flight uh, um, where, uh, where you fly in a special parabola that... Um, uh, that is in free fall for a period of time and that there you experience weightlessness and you escape Earth's gravity. So these are extreme examples, but you can opt out from almost anything. Uh, of course, these options all, almost always cost something. The flight ticket is not free. Escaping that uh, means you need to... Uh, exercise uh, you need uh, uh, to change uh, your diet maybe maybe you need to invest in some uh, longevity supplements or uh, in some procedures uh, you need to invest in prevention um, um mri scans and so on so uh, also escaping that Will, will cost something escaping taxes moving to a different country or moving your economic activities to a different country also costs something by the way as you've heard uh, in the in the introduction of this podcast i'm not a tax advisor so i cannot tell you how to do that i can only talk about the possibilities And it, um, it almost always means you need to change something in how you do things. It's not uh, starting a company in a tax haven and doing everything else like you're doing today. So that's not how it works. If you really want this option, you need to invest your time and energy and maybe money in order to attain it. So... What are the properties of these options? Why am I talking about this? Um, first, uh, what is interesting option as a financial instrument, for example, is a long volatility. What it means? It means that the price of option, usually the value of, of an option, usually rises when volatility rises so uh, if we ask the internet it would say this unlike interest rates volatility significantly affects the option prices the higher the volatility of the underlying asset the higher is the price for both call options and put options this happens because higher volatility increases both the up potential and down potential without going into the details about what is uh Uh, call, up, call option and what is a put option um, the reason this um, 
uh, this happens is that option is something that you choose to exercise at the right time. When circumstances change, uh, that means that the environment uh, became more volatile. Um, it might be useful to exercise this option and having this option is more valuable. So for example, uh, having an option to wear a face mask or a respirator, um, the, the value, the, the price of this option increased uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. But for people that bought the option uh, in the stable environment when, when no one was thinking about pandemics was much cheaper. So I bought respirators in January 2020 and that meant that there was uh, not yet a panic and uh, everyone thought that the virus is just something that's happening in China. No one, uh, no one cared. Everyone thought that the environment is stable and by February and March, uh, the prices skyrocketed. It's the same thing uh, about solar panels. So if you buy a solar panel now, uh, it would be probably cheaper uh, than in a situation when, for example, the distribution network cannot handle the load of everyone charging their electric car and electric scooter and electric bike. If this happens, if the, if uh, we reach this tipping point uh, of electric mobility and everyone is charging their electric uh, uh, electric cars, in this situation, uh, it will it will be very valuable to own a solar panel and they will probably become more expensive. On the other hand, we of course have technological growth because uh, people are inventing better and better solar panels. So I'm not saying that the price of solar panel will go up. I'm saying that if the environment becomes more volatile, uh, the price uh, of the option will become higher. So that's why uh, it's called long volatility. Long in a trader speak means uh, that you make more money if it goes up. So long volatility means I bet on the volatility to increase and that's when I get mo most value. Um, that's why it's long volatility compared to one optimal choice for present circumstances. So being uh, in a mode where you uh, try to optimize for something is usually uh, in contrast to uh, being long volatility and having more options. So this is interesting because anything optimized is only optimized according to your model. And it is very difficult to model and optimize for volatility. So optionality is very good counterpart for optimality. I'm not saying that you should not uh, strive to uh, be more optimal. Uh, you can... Uh, you can uh, 
buy the cheapest stuff uh, that is available or or the best uh, price quality ratio or whatever you can optimize in life but in addition to optimizing you should increase your your optionality because i believe that uh, freedom uh, and volatility are tightly interlinked and um we are entering a period uh, in history with increased volatility. Why is it the case? Um, I think the reason is that we are, uh, as humanity, we became um, too used to our comfort. We ask we beg politicians for stability. When there's a financial crisis, when there's volatility, when there's pandemics, people beg their overlords to bring more stability. And when you try to force stability, when you try to uh, limit volatility, when you try to fix something and create a straight line, usually straight line going up 3% per year. What do you actually do is you create a lot of hidden risk that will explode and this explosion will increase volatility. So the rate of volatility is actually also volatile. So that means we are uh, living in... Uh, in a time with uh, with stability for a few years and then a huge increase in volatility, uh, in instability. Then there's pushback, there's uh, an attempt of uh, the powers of this world to uh, tame this volatility and make everything stable again. And after some years, uh, they... Uh, succeed in a way and create new hidden risks and uh, uh, seed this uh, uh, plant of new volatility. Uh, if this is how the world works now, if this is what is happening, then increasing your freedom and increasing your optionality is your best bet for living a better life. It is not the most comfortable. You still need to buy these options. You still need to invest your time and energy in becoming more free. It is not something that you can ask your politicians to do for you. They will not do it for you uh, because they need that power to provide the stability that everyone wants. So my personal point of view is that I do not ask politicians to bring me more freedom uh, it will not work and uh, what so my strategy has been and still is to get more optionality in my life uh, to strive for options where it matters and uh, to opt out from the systems that don't serve me and increase my options um, another interesting think about options is that an option in finance has an asymmetric payoff in relation to the to the underlying asset. 
What does it mean? When the underlying goes down and you own a call option, you just don't exercise it, but you are fully exposed to the upside. Example with the solar panel, if uh, your uh, electricity from the grid is cheap and it's working, um, you just don't uh, use the solar panel, you don't have to use the solar panel if it's cheaper and more convenient to use electricity from the grid. Um, the only cost is the price of the solar panel. There are no additional costs. But when uh, the grid is not working and you exercise these options, uh, exercise this option of having uh, your own means of production of electricity, you, uh, you get a payoff. So normally an option doesn't uh, pay you anything until the external circumstances in financial markets, it's the underlying asset price, reach, reaches a point when it makes sense to exercise this option. Another relation that is implied uh, by the previous is that when you are long volatility uh, and have more freedom, you have more upside than downside. And this is a mathematical relation. It's not, uh, it's not a philosophical relationship. It follows mathematically from uh, being long volatility and asymmetric payoff. Um, and uh, of the fact that uh, the payoff function is not linear. So what it means? Uh, being more free pays off more in unstable world than in stable world. That's one thing. But with optionality, your downside is usually fixed. You attain the option, you pay the cost upfront. That's your whole downside. And then exercising this option uh, is uh, basically free because you already paid for the, for the option. So um, this means that uh, if we expect the world to be more volatile, we want to be more free in this uh, in this world. Uh, we need to focus less on optimality and more on optionality. And uh, if freedom and liberty is one of your values, uh, that means that you are well prepared for this world and it's time to start working on increasing your optionality. I have written a manifesto called Option Plus Manifesto about how to do this not only for myself but also for you and for the wider audience of people that would like to increase their freedom. I'm not pushing uh, my values and uh, my view of freedom on anyone so it's uh, completely opt-in if you would like to learn more. Um, the next episode of this podcast will be the Option Plus Manifesto and its explanation but uh, you're free to listen to any of uh, the next episodes that will hopefully increase your options are there some drawbacks uh, one of the drawbacks of optionality is of course that you have to 
pay the upfront cost. So um, it is very important to understand if a particular option is actually something that you would use and uh, you could exercise it and if, uh, if the cost is justified. Another thing is called decision fatigue. Uh, in this podcast, we will also talk about biohacking. And uh, in biohacking, uh, uh, we understand that when you are uh, too tired, your willpower is um, used up during the day, uh, you make worse decisions. So in the evening, people usually choose, make uh, worse choices, uh, for example, related to their diet. So normally, uh, for example, if for lunch you would not uh, uh, get uh, some uh, sweet dessert and the beer, um, in the evening you might as well because uh, your willpower to make decision is already tired. Um, there is a very easy hack uh, how to uh, how to fight this decision fatigue. And uh, that is um, making the decision in advance when you have willpower and energy. So, for example, for me, when I'm tired and I'm in a restaurant, I always order um, some uh, some veggie salad and fish. So I'm already decided. I don't even need to look at the menu. I know that when I'm tired, this is what I will always get. Uh, for drink, I will always get mint tea or water. So I don't uh, order some sweet soda or some caffeinated tea or something like that. So creating a plan about how to ex exercise your options means you still have these options. You can still use them, but you are not drained by the constant decision making. So this is how to uh, fight the decision fatigue or also could be called optionality paralyzation. So um, thank you for listening to the first episode of Option Plus podcast. I hope you got the point of um, about why optionality is important, um, why it works, especially in a volatile world, what it means that it has asymmetric payoff and how it relates to freedom. If you would like to contribute uh, your inf your current view of optionality and freedom where you like freedom where would you like more options please visit optionplus.io/map and i will use all the submissions all the entries that you will send to improve the next podcasts and uh, create this map of freedom thank you for listening you can find more information show notes and contact information at optionplus.io to help us build a map of areas in which people lack freedom visit optionplus.io slash map my twitter account is j u r b e d see you next time live free and prosper <laughs>